Welcome to the Wellness Pod. I'm your host Malika and I'm your other host Impure and we have bi-weekly episodes where we talk about self-care and all things wellness on Wednesdays but actually today we're we're cheating we're doing it on a Thursday. Oh my gosh, it's a Thursday. Yeah. How are you doing Impure? Wow. Well, wow. I'm 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 great. Welcome back to season 3. It feels so weird for me to say that because we've been running this podcast for two years almost yes wow. and also you know what when i first came into the recording booth which is where we record our episodes by the way anyway i was thinking about our humble beginnings and how we were contemplating how to do the yes. like podcast whether we were supposed to be in video format and also you know covid restrictions and now we're here in the recording booth wow unmasked amazing it was what a big change what yes. a glow up welcome back to everybody who's listening in We're going to start this particular episode with a special guest for our special episode. And this episode is also an extension of our mini series Relationships on Campus. So, our special guest, who is none other than Tia Min. You may have seen him around as Saga's new RLO, Residential Life Officer, or you may have already known him in uh Yale and US as a Chindana alumnus. But I don't want to say too much. So welcome Siamin. Hi, I'm so honored to be here. I'm a big fan of the Wellness Pod. I am a new Saga RLO and I'm from the class of 2022 in Yale and US. So I'm very excited to be in this job and so excited to be part of the Wellness Pod. Yeah, thank you so much um for joining us today and we're so excited to have you. But yeah, in this episode we're going to be discussing the topic of navigating relationships on campus. This space is incredibly small and we find so many of our relationships often overlap and intersect in different contexts like personal, professional and so many other spaces. And this can get really difficult to separate different relationships with the same person in the different contexts. Someone could be both your project groupmate and your best friend or your teammate and your sweetmate. And these are just some of the very few examples. another example is that until this semester Josh was both my employer because of the wellness part and also my residential life officer so definitely sometimes the intersections can get blurry and difficult and it may be hard to navigate these changes in relationships with the same person based on the environment and the title so Tiamen have you felt any of these difficulties since having been an RLO Yeah, I think since you mentioned Joshua, I also thought about Joshua who used to be my RLO supervisor when I was a Chandana RCA just 1 year ago. And ever since I started this job, uh there was an overlap when Joshua was still working and I was still working and basically transitioned into me and him are now colleagues and friends. And similarly, the other RLOs who have been a kind of supervisory figure for me are now like some of the closest colleagues that I work with and are friends with and similarly I now see staff in a slightly different light from when I was a student and I also do see students in a slightly different light from how I was when I was a student. Yeah, I can imagine those those changes are difficult but also possibly exciting. I'm wondering if there were some challenges or exciting things that went through your mind when you took on this role. So when I took up this role a big part of why I took this job is that I was really enjoying my RCA journey 
I really enjoy having meaningful one-to-one -one interactions with students, being a sort of mentor figure or someone to guide students and I really enjoyed that and I wanted to do that in my full-time job. Yeah, I'm really glad to be doing this and also I've noticed that I tend to build a good rapport with students who are just slightly younger than me and I really value that kind of connection and yeah, I just really enjoy supporting students in any way that I can. And besides that also, I really like organizing events. Yeah, also I mean, Tiamen is definitely not the exception I think at YNC, YNC Yon US is a fairly generous employer and has often employed alumni. Um, and actually, when I asked Tiamen if he wanted to do the podcast, he named a few other alum he could ask just in case we wanted to interview more people. So this is exactly, you know, reinforcing what we said at the start. So many lines and relationships can get blurred across the board just because we're all doing different things in different capacities. I agree with you there. And that just speaks to the reality of life. We all change and we go through different journeys, but then it's the heart and the purpose of what matters. Like what Tiamen just said, he just wants to still be able to use all his capacities to connect with the community. And that can happen as an RCA, as an RLO. So yeah, it's really about the purpose and the heart of the matter. Absolutely. And I just want to recall what you, s what you said when we asked you a question. You mentioned that some of your relationships and the way that you see people has changed slightly, whether it is students and faculty and staff. So are there things that you feel like you can no longer do because you're employed by the school instead of being a student here? And are there things that you can do now that you couldn't previously? I think I would say that in general, there is a transition from being a student to a staff due to two things, because of the perception from other people, from perception from students and from staff. Uh, I might be perceived slightly differently from a staff who was not previously an alumni and I think the way I perceive myself also there has to be a change and there has been a change I think after I graduated it does feel different for me coming back to this space I know it's not completely the same this is not my undergraduate experience anymore and I'm a working adult now yeah back to your question about what I can do and what I cannot do I think of these things in terms of two categories kind of so things that I shouldn't do because it would be unethical and things that I wouldn't do because it is unprofessional so yeah that is it's quite a layered um, thing to think about so for example something that's unethical would be abusing my power and privilege as a staff to let's say get favors from students under my care or to start any new intimate relation with students that are under my care so that's definitely unethical um, but there are also some things that I shouldn't do that are more on the unprofessional side so for example if I uh, breach any confidentiality policies or if I show overt biases towards certain students under my care or certain RCAs that I supervise I think that would be unprofessional um, yeah these are just some examples that's so good thank you Tiamin for being so specific about that yeah it's I think it's something important that Everyone who goes through a similar type of life change from life to career to life and having your career almost in the same as your personal space, for them to do that separation, like what you said, like a layered type of check-in with yourself. That's so good. So in addition to that thinking and that writing it down in terms of saying this would be unethical and this would be professional, um, is there anything else that you do or practice to be able to separate or manage these 
uh, the relationships that you might gain in this space? Mm, yeah, I think I also do have friendships with existing students. And I think for alumni staff in general, I think it's important to have conversations with some of these friends to see how your dynamic might change in certain ways. So I actually learned a lot from other alumni staff. So yeah, so for example, Chris from Saib, uh Annette and Fiona from SAO, uh, Tina from SAO, just to give a few examples. Thi these are all alumni staff and we actually all had a lunch together. Um, myself together with Thiri who also used to be a Chandana RCA who is now an RLO. Uh, we actually had a lunch together to talk about some of these things and I found that extremely helpful. I do think that in general it's always very um, beneficial if you talk to someone who's been through the exact same experience and learning from that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I catch a tiny glimpse of it because of being an RCA and when I got this position, I remember talking to my sweetmate and she was like, who are your who are the students directly under your care, you know, in my neighborhood? And I was like, oh, I was naming all the sweets. And I, they were, she was like, oh, they're all, like, so many of them are your friends. She was like, that's so awkward, you know? Like, what happens if someone does something? And I'm like, I'd like to trust that they would respect me enough not to, you know, expect me to make exceptions or, or anything like that. But it is definitely difficult, and I'm cognizant of that change in the relationships when you meld, you know, being a student and also being, or being at some point being a student and now being employed by the school so having been an RCA last year I think was also a good transitionary role into my role now as an RLO because I have also got a taste of that um, being a student while also being employed by the school and having to navigate some of the changes in my dynamics with some people um, yeah and I think that helped me transition better into my role now yeah going from a space where you just go downstairs to the dining hall and you see your friends and every meal is a social meal if you want it to be to having to put in the effort to manage schedules to make intentional time and see people maybe if you're lucky once a week mm. how has that transition been for you i would say the transition for me is all right i think i chose this ro job and working in yale nus somewhat consciously due to the fact that i know that it will be an easier transition compared to working in the corporate world or something because i still stay on campus i still see a lot of familiar faces and i do have a decently wide um, social network to tap on if i want to find someone for lunch whether that's with uh, other staff or with students and so on yeah so maybe i'm not the best person to ask regarding like a big transition have your hobbies or interests changed since you expanded your social circles i think for me it's not really about expanding my social circle but it's about being the same space and community that i love but now not having to stay up until 2 a.m doing a reading for a class and having a much better work-life balance now actually so now that I have better work-life balance, I will say that I do have more regular times where I can perhaps spend doing certain hobbies. So I've been trying to go to the pool at U-Town a bit more to swim. I've been more able to 
get out of campus at night to let's say grab dinner with a friend yeah whereas previously i think i've always felt like there's just so much schoolwork to be done and yeah i would say that this is the biggest difference for me personally yeah i love how you talked about how you use the space in a different way now that you're an rlo because why not you're going to the infinity pool and trying out new things and also for those who are listening in it's not something that you can limit to only after you graduate and start working at Yale and US if you want <laughs> but it's something that you can definitely do uh, at this point still like checking in with yourself and asking what can I do this semester that's different how can I maybe try to attain a better work-life balance I could ask you folks a question so since we are, since this topic of today's podcast is about relationships on campus so yeah maybe for Malika so would you like to share more about your experience as an RCA and then maybe MPWA? Any other roles that you feel that there are complicated relations on campus and how you manage that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's difficult, I think. Because whenever a friend of mine asked, you know, what are your hours? And the point, and I said, it's, I may be working no hours technically in a week, but also I am working hours because if there is something that I'm trained to respond I was at IFGs and um, a student from, I think it was medicine, got injured. And my, you know, first aid training and the fact that I have to respond in these situations, even though I wasn't on duty, um, like made compelled me to like go over there and be like, hey, like here's the first aid kit, like what's wrong, you know, and check in. So even though I may not be working, I'm also conscious that I have to be on alert. So I think that is difficult. Um, navigating that is just being i mean i don't think there's any way that i can be like oh these are the boundaries that i set in these such situ- situations because again it is a duty uh, that i'm compelled to do but i'm also conscious that some things are they're not my responsibility in that situation so even my neighborhood i've given them hours where they can reach out to me um but i've also reminded them that in the case of an emergency to call the rca hotline um instead of you know like maybe call me up at 3 30 yeah so in terms of helping people as much as i want to help people i'm also conscious that i'm a student and i also need time off and i also need to take breaks so setting boundaries in those ways uh but also knowing that i it's not a matter of like being an rca is definitely not a matter of i work these hours and this is the day i'm on duty and that's it you know uh but it's been so fulfilling in general I think it's very beneficial to really talk to someone who's been in a similar experience. So for example, for myself, it will be talking to other alumni staff who have been through and tried to navigate this transition. Um, For Malika, becoming an RCA, I think you can talk to other RCAs previously who've been through this experience to share how they've navigated this change. I think on a more general note, I think if, you know, let's say there are intimate relationships with someone within campus, within your RC, even within your seat, you know, there are so many possible like changes in dynamics with people on campus. And I think uh, it just is always more helpful when you speak to someone who's more experienced in that area. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's very valuable advice. Just reaching out. So thank you so much, Siamin. Wow, I've learned so much already about how 
um, what's important is for you to set the purpose of connecting with whatever the work you're doing and in this case for you TMN is the community and being able to list those good practices like explicitly talking about how you want to do this or how this might not be good is such an important aspect of self-introspection when it comes to your personal life and your career life and also setting boundaries like what Malika shared about and it's even better when it feels good and organic like if you wake up happy feeling happy about your job and yeah it's it's a blessing that uh, not a lot of people might have and it's also a blessing that almost everyone can have in a way and yeah i just want to wish you all the best for your goals and impacting the community and yeah this community as well it's also a community that gives back you have a support system as well so yeah we just look forward to seeing how you're going to move forward in this community and it's so much better that like you're already a part of it and you've already achieved so much as it is so yeah all the best Yes, um, thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you listening in, I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and learned a lot about relationships and boundaries on campus. Remember to follow us on Instagram at ALNUS Wellness, where we post empowering content and updates on wellness-related programs on campus. Stay up to date. Thank you for listening in. Stay safe, stay well, and take care.